Hi everyone and welcome back to Radio Geonosis where we talk about Star Wars from a certain point of view. I'm Angie. And I'm Aaron. What's going on? <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about Mandalorian lore. Yes. Did a lot of homework this week. Uh, it was a lot to write so I'm like I hope I don't just keep going on and on and on and on and on. It's okay. Because <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah, it was really cool, but before we do that, we're going to do some hot happenings this week. So, as you know, on September 22nd, NerdBot is coming to Pasadena. Yeah, it's the Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be at their um, Civic Center, not Civic Center, but their, like, concert hall or wherever they put on, like a convention center. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Skywalker Temple, Sabergill Skywalker Temple, will have a booth there. Um, we're also going to be having treats in the streets in the City of Orange, and that is uh, Saber Guild usually does a show, and that's going to be on the 20, we're talking about October now, it's going to be on the 26th, okay. that's a Thursday, that's a whole lot of fun. Um, at the end of the month, I will be with the Saber Guild at uh, Newport Beach Library for a, um, like a Star Wars day. Oh, awesome. So that's a lot of fun. And then LA Comic Con is coming to LA October 26th. To the 28th. All right, so here's a fun one. Episode 9, rumors and um, rumors, and we should take this with a grain of salt, there could be a major plot twist involving General Hux as um, we'll learn that he is actually a traitor within the I, First Order. I heard, I heard about that. I'm not sure how, um, I don't know. I heard about it, though. <laughs> I heard about it, though. He, um, Major plot twist, though. Yeah, he seems like a kind of a slimy guy. I can see that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, because he doesn't believe that Kylo Ren is fit to be a leader, so mm -hmm. he's going to do whatever he can to take him down. He believes helping the Resistance take down Ren will open the door for him being able to be in charge of the First Order. I, but in the, from, from Episode 7 and 8, you saw that already. You saw the, the jealousy. You saw like he, him feeling... Kylo Ren isn't fit just due to the baggage he comes with and the mental aspect of things. So you kind of, kind of see that coming. I don't know if it's a major plot twist, but it might be like a bigger picture kind of thing just for General Hux. Well, but I, I kind of know that. I kind of knew like he just didn't feel Kylo Ren as being worthy, more worthy than him. Right, you know I mean? but but every it seems like every leader of like since Palpatine, it they have to have some sort of force power. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I just kind of think that it, it kind of wouldn't make sense if there isn't someone with force power leading the charge. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. You know, it, it's a it's a new day. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I know what you're saying, though. It's, it's usually someone in that position, in that seat, has a force power, has a strong connection with the force. Right. So with Ge if General Hux wanted that seat or wanted that power, wanted to obtain that kind of power, he could. we would kind of be walked over because he doesn't have any. He's not that tied to the force. He's kind of, you know. Right. So I, I don't, maybe in a, in a stronger dictatorship kind of role, maybe a higher seat, maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know. He seems kind of bloodthirsty. He, I can no, he I, absolutely. And in and, and episode eight, when Kyle Ren was going through his whole scene with, the hologram Luke Skywalker, if you will, and telling the to ATST, like telling the uh, drivers of the ATSTs, keep shooting, keep firing. Hux was the one, like, he, he just had enough that at that point he was like, he's not, you know, no, like, 
chill out. No one's this, there. This, yeah. yeah, this is enough, man. Yeah, you think you is, got him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think you got him. So, like, I saw it coming from seven and eight. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I, I hope J.J. Abrams really takes us in a fun direction. And I know mm-hmm. that he will. He seems to be more George Lucas. Yeah. You know, he seems to be esque is what I'm trying to say. He seems to be um he seems to be someone who who really is in touch with um with what George would have wanted. Yeah. You know, rather than going on his own string. I mean, Last Jedi, like I said, it's I've now seen it four times total. Mm -hmm. Out of all the Star Wars movies and even Clone Wars. I've watched that one the least. Yeah. Because it just is not, I don't know, it just is doesn't hit me the right way. I mean, I love Star Wars, don't get me wrong. I have a hard time watching uh, Revenge of the Sith. I cry every time, even <laughs> though I say I'm not going to. But it's, it's not as, I don't know, it, to me it doesn't, just seems kind of out of place. Uh-huh. And, and I mean, we, we, we talk, we've talked about on this, on this show plenty of times how the connection just wasn't there for for you and and, oh, and, and, and a lot of Star Wars fans out there with with Episode Eight, you know. But, yeah. Um, with Episode Nine, I just hope that I know, like we live in the social media age. I just really hope the directors and producers, at the end of the day, they make what they want to make, and because you can't please or satisfy everybody, so no. they need to just take that into consideration. Just make the best movie that they possibly can. Yeah. 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 So we'll see what happens. All right. So we're going to be talking about. Mandalorian lore. So I'm going to go first with just a little bit about the planet. And the, the planet, approximately 7,000 BBY. Um, the Tong leader, Tang, Tang? I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Uh, yeah, the Tong. The Tong, Tong, Tong leader, Mandalore, the first, le- uh, the first led his followers from room to the New World. So they were originally on another planet, and then they came to Mandalore. And it's kind of cool that the planet is named after the leader. That would be yeah. like your planet. Yeah, that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they they um, they were warriors. You know, they they that's what they did. You know, yeah. they had their own language. They were they were real. They were real. Um, they almost kind of reminded me of the um, member of the movie Three Hundred. Yeah. They almost seem yeah, like Spartan that, like. the Spartan, Spartan kind of guys. Spartan like, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and reading the, reading tidbits of the book and looking up uh, some stuff online, we were looking up some stuff yesterday. My thing that I took from the Mandalorians were just their, you know, we spoke to, we spoke about codes and code of ethics. There, it's it's a strict code. It's, oh yeah. It's, it's um. They're and they're almost they're it's strict enough to where they kind of get too suspicious of one another. Yeah. Where the, the 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 trust is it's there, but they're it's the grasp of power is also lingering over them too, just knowing who they are, the Mandalorians, and yeah, and, 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 and what they could do and stuff like that. So they take the code of ethics to like this whole another kind of level. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. and they they have, you know, they had people that even in you like we're talking about Star Wars with Hux and. And Kylo Ren, you saw that even with the Mandalores, you know, they did have some warring fractions that, yeah. you know, yeah. factions that wanted to kind of take over and exactly. run it the way they wanted to exactly. run it. Exactly, and a lot, yeah, and, and and I was that's actually a good point. It's that everyone everyone sees a way how they would run it. 
So it could, it's one of those things where it could collapse from the inside. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It could implode, I guess implode is the word. Yeah. From the inside, it's because everyone has these different kind of views of how they want to run, different kind of views of power, of course, different kind of ways, different views of how they would run things. Like any other faction would have, just with the Mandalorians, they're just so dangerous, they're so well-skilled and well-spoken, well, well-versed and just... Not they're just you know what I mean? They're, yeah. Yeah, they're just dangerous people. Yeah, just like the, the guys, you know, the Spartans, they yeah, they had a certain code they went by. Mm-hmm. You had to be, you know, fit for for to be part yeah, of the exactly. army and it, they really had a strict code. So I thought that was kinda cool that when I read that about the planet, I didn't realize, you know, I at first I thought, oh, okay, the Mandalorians came from that planet, but no, yeah. they originally came from R- Rune. And then they went into the new world. Yeah. So some of the codes that you found are were were what what they they have specific and what they expected. Almost like how like it's it's crazy how good the analogy was used was with the Spartans because that's not what I took from how you say it now is like really really registering in, but how they ate, how they slept, how they drank, what they expected from one another on the on the combat battlefield and training. Right. Um, and, and and also they're they're they kind of treated themselves they're almost like a, 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 a like agents kind of they were yes. well versed like I said well versed early like other languages they made sure to have their intel they're one of the like that was like a word used I believe in the book I, if I remember correctly from the tidbit I was reading was intel making sure gaining intel and that's very spyish and, and yeah you know what I mean and and, and they're very tactical too so yeah. that's 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 what I what I took from the man the Mandalorians, how tactical they were different. Even different from the Empire and, and the and the and the and the Jedi too. They were just so much they were so tactical that they didn't want they didn't they didn't go they didn't want to go in any situation surprised by anything. Right. You know, they wanted to make sure like they I covered knew all the bases. Exactly, exactly. And, and that attention to detail, how they have that much attention to detail to that, but also struggle with keeping some members intact is kind of offsetting in, yes. in, in a way itself. So yeah, it's 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 crazy. That's so in the detail you kind of forget about what's going on around you. Yeah, to, you know. I mean it's it's kind of you know like we said the Spartans and the same thing with the Templars. The Templars back in the 10th century were like that too. They were well versed. They mm-hmm. had their own banking. Yeah, they had their own you know they had their own situation. So they were able to wherever they went were able to manipulate and get what they wanted from wherever they went yeah. and so that you kind of they could whoever created that kind of used those two things as like a, a framing of of a mandalorian yeah you know and i, th- I thought that was really cool and I, I i also wrote this um an old republic mandalore is the title given to the sole warrior who rules over all Mandalorians. The title is neither inherited nor democratically bestowed, but it is claimed directly by one hoping to take up its responsibility. So possibly uh, killing the one before that, or if that person passed away, but I'm, I'm thinking more like... Almost like a, a lion herd. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Mandalore translate as soul ruler. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> I'm like, so, oh. And, and that could be going back to what we just said, the the the, the friction that just goes on, but it, it's, it might just be who they are as people. To be a group, but also to, there has to be one. Yes. You know, that that lingers probably over everyone's head. Yes, and it, and it seems like that in, 
Um, even when you look at like a Marvel comic, like like Black, Black Panther, yeah. same thing. They they had a sole ruler, mm-hmm. but even though the everyone worked together, there was a sole king. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and it kind of that you're kind of getting the same thing when you saw that. I did not know that the name Mandalore meant sole ruler. ruler. I thought that wow. was really kind of kind of cool. And it was used. Uh, the name was first used by an ancient warrior king who led the Mandalorian people in seeing the new world, like I had said, um, they, uh, and to occupy that this day, and to this day. Uh, let me see, I'm going to skim over, because I wrote a whole lot of stuff. Um, As per, per. <laughs> And I thought, you know what, there's no sense in, in going over a whole bunch, but they, they, commanded, uh, they commanded loyalty from the Mandalorians. Yeah. They wanted that. Yeah. Mandaloria was a, a, merc- a mercenary warlord who took the name Mandalore 4,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And this was before the Galactic Civil War. He wore a full-face metal mask and was, model, um, and was the model for the Mandalorian super commandos of later generations. Mandalores are uh, deadly, honorable crusaders. And mm-hmm. that's, that is kind of the same thing when you see... The Templars, they were considered crusaders. Yeah. So that was that was kind of cool. So that's why you see them wearing those masks. They wear the full armor because it's kind of fashioned after the very first one. Yeah. After the after the very first Right. Yeah. Mandalore. Mandalore. <laughs> During the Sith War, Mandalore and his army swore allegiance to the mystical Kraith sect. During the Clone Wars, the Jedi defeated a group of Mandalorian warriors. Bounty hunter Boba Fett wore blast-resistant armor and used ships, um, uh, weaponry based on ships and weaponry based on the Mandalorian design. Mandalorians even designed imperial, imperial dungeon ships, um, introduced during the Jedi Purge, and that was to contain dangerous Force users. Oh, that was so the he helped them. Yeah, that was the purpose for that. So when when we see his ship, mm-hmm. it's because he he designed it because he knew that there were powerful mm-hmm. Jedi that could defeat he, him. Yeah. and so he had to put him in in almost like when Superman. You, you know that um, Kryptonite is is it's his weakness, right? So he put him in a ship, no, that he knew would protect him, and be able to get those Jedi. I feel sorry. And for it goes, Jedi. And, and, but it goes back to them just being tactical and not being, well, not wanting to be surprised by anything. Just right. Taking on necessary precautions. That's that's their that's one of their ethics to not be. You know what I mean? So it, that really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And very very smart too. Yeah. And it goes it goes down the rabbit hole a little bit deeper. So. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> what what else do you got? Well, well, the, well. I remember one one of our first episodes we talked about like their armor. Right. And, and, and the way how it was designed and how we, we were referenced already back to the Templars and kind of that being the the, the, the staple of how their armor is and yeah. how and how the Mand- the Mandalorian, how they ran. They ran like the Templars of the, I believe, what is it, the 1600s? The, the 10th century. It started from the 10th century to the, I believe it was the 14th century. Yeah, and, and, and also... What was what also the Templars one and how um, how yeah, we have <laughs> we have a studio audience Chris today. Chris. <laughs> keep it down, buddy. Little but, Chris. Uh, keep it down. But um, 
but also how 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 ruthless they could be also. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I think I think well a lot of Star Wars fans obviously know, but for the Star Wars fans who don't really know about the Mandalorians or th this podcast is your introduction into Star Wars, the Mandalorians are are a violent bunch. Yeah. Of, but they're of, loyal to each other. They're loyal to each other. I guess you could even use loyal to a fault, but they definitely are a loyal bunch. And they, again, they they expect so much from one another that that dark cloud of untrust also, like I feel, lingers over them. Too. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's kind of weird. It's like, could you trust someone too much? You know that that, that kind of doesn't make sense. I but think. Yeah, I think they might have had. Okay, they they talk to each other, they trust each other, but they had other people. It whispering as, right. as well, and and maybe maybe they're easily influenced by those whispers when they shouldn't be. Maybe that maybe that's their weak point is being influenced by those whispers when they, you know, and and that could that that could be the that could lead to the dysfunction that we you know the Mandalorians have from time to time. That's true, you know, and when you see when he was first introduced, and I believe it was in. Um, Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. Empire he was Strikes in, Back. yeah. He was introduced. You see that armor, and it, it, he didn't have much. Just like uh, Darth Maul, did not have much movie time. He yeah. had a short amount in mm -hmm. the for, in Empire, and then when he's in um, Return of the Jedi, there really isn't a whole lot of time there either. Yeah. And I think people they saw that armor, and it was just it just lit them up. Mm-hmm. And I found out about the braids. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, you'll be, you'll like that. What, what did you find out about the braids? <laughs> you know how they have. You can see Boba Fett has yeah, braids. You yeah. know what that is? Yeah. That's Wookie hair. Oh, from really? a skinned Wookie. Oh, and, and, and is that something that they just kept a battle? You know that they kept. Yeah, like a battle trophy. Yeah, like a battle trophy. That's kind so of. sad. That's I didn't really, realize that. That's really kind of haunting too. Yeah. That's really haunting. Yeah, I've seen some of, um, I saw a little bit of artwork that Dave Fioni did um, when we were at the um, celebration, and they were we were doing the 10th anniversary, and he had some sort of ship. He had drawn some sort of ship, and on that ship was a uh, like a flag of some sort. That was actually Wookiee skin. Oh, like wow. Like a skinned Wookiee. Like a skinned Wookiee. Yeah, I'm oh like, wow. So Wookiees weird. are just like the... the, the the bears of Star Wars, like this. Yeah, they're like, like the bear rugs of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, they're like the um, the buffalo. Yeah, like of, the buffalo, yeah. like the bison of Star Wars. Yeah, Star you Wars. collect or an elephant or Poor whatever. Wookies, it's like a man. yeah, you get their trophies. You, this, they're stuffed Wookies and some with. No, they but they skinned <laughs> them. They skinned them, and it was a flag. I'm like, no, oh, everybody was upset. But I didn't know, and the friends of mine are Mandalorians. They're part of the the Mando. The Mandos. Uh, yeah, and so. They have those those long braids, and I never knew that's what it was. Now I'm mm. gonna have to confront them. Oh yeah, yeah, please, please do, and, and, and make sure you go at their neck too. How could you? What kind of people? Well, I can't you? believe you're wearing that. <laughs> so I did a little bit of research about Jango Fett because I I wanted to know why why uh, why Darth Tyrannus wanted this guy specifically to be the template for the clones. Mm -hmm. You know, because you, you ask yourself, why in the world did he want this specific guy yeah. to, be the te to be the template for millions of guys? Mm -hmm. And it, it's very interesting. He, 
He was born to a family of farmers, grew up alongside his sister, Arla, on the world of Concord Dawn, an agricultural planet in the Mandalorian sect. Mm -hmm. Fett's father was a civilian lawman who took over the role um, from Jester Mareel. Okay. Okay, so he, his dad. I've heard that. I've heard that name. Yeah, it was, it's in a, it's in a I've long, I mean, it, it must have been like five years of comics from what I could read. I think I've heard it also on the Kevin Smith podcast somewhere. Somewhere I've heard on the talking, to, talking about uh, Jester. Now, Fett was a young man when the Civil War uh, began uh, between the true Mandalorians led by the, Mandal led by the Mandalore at the time, which was Jester Mareel. So he was Mandalore at mm -hmm. the time. So he was their leader, the sole leader. And Death Watch, led by yeah. uh, uh, Toro Vizel. Vizel? Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah. if I'm saying that right. Um, Death Tor Watch. Tor Vesla. Death Watch was a violent Mandalorian splinter faction. So here we're talking about the the these people wanted it this way. Yes. These, the true Mandalorians wanted it that, that way. Exactly. Okay. So the war spills out into Fett's homeworld. Fett's father grants um, Jester Mareel and his men refuge on their homestead. Death Watch found Jester and his men, and they. What he did was he lured him out by, first he grabbed Django, and then his father came out, and his father wouldn't tell them where Jester was, so he, they beat his father savagely mm -hmm. in front of him until he, until he was able to escape. Yeah. So, um, he, so Django Fett escapes, but they, he thinks his mother and father and his sister are killed. And yeah. I think his mother and father are killed, but the sister escapes. Mm -hmm. So... Um, that's, he, yeah, yeah. So he he ordered uh, Fett's dad ordered him to run. So when he gets loose and runs, he he thinks that his parents are are killed along with his sister. Um, Fett and the true Mandalores regroup in a nearby town in order to stage an ambush on Death Watch. During the ambush, Fett found a soldier that from Death Watch who killed his parents, and he ends up killing hit, killing that guy. With um, he before he does that, he's slashed in his face. So that's mm. why you see that that's line. Why you see the cut. It. Right, and so he gets slashed in his face by the gauntlet uh, vibro vibro blade, and um, then he ends up killing the people who killed his parents. Mm -hmm. So from that point on, he becomes this killing machine. Yeah. So I can't I, help it. No, he can't <laughs> help it because now he's angry. Can't help it at all. Right, and in Mariel's eyes, after the uh, the fight was over, he sees the the potential in um, in Django. So he takes him and raises him as his own son. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how um, what what with Bubba Fett with Bubba Fett, how that 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 role took him. To be like just kind of just a hitman, like he could have done so much more, honestly. Boba Fett, like how smart he was, how tactically he was, how well, how if, carefully he was. He, he could have done, done more. He could. He that's yeah, that's what I mean. He could have done more. He, I mean, where I wasn't reading as much, so the comics could go on, or even books could go on to explain how much more he did mm -hmm. prior to getting prior to, yeah. getting Han Solo. But his uh -huh. death was like, well, we don't even know if he really died in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming so. I don't think he got killed. I someone is saying no. That he just fell in. He fell in. He was able to survive and shot his way out. Now oh. that wouldn't surprise me. Remember, he has armor on. That's true. 
she does have an armor. Yeah. So Fett's sister, this is really interesting. Fett's sister survives. His sister Arla survives the battle, unbeknownst to Fett. So he has no idea that his sister has survived. She, bec she gets taken by Death Watch, and Arla joins Death Watch after many years of being in prison. So I think they call that, um, oh my gosh, when you, when you start becoming part of who imprisoned you. I can't think of the name of it. When you, when you become a part of Yeah, you? yeah, it happened to Patty Hearst. Um, oh my gosh, I cannot think of the name. Like when you, got just, when you become one. Um, no, no, be, yeah, you become part of them because you're brainwashed into becoming them. Mm. So I, I can't think of what the name is. I can't it may, think of the term right now. Yeah, yeah, but there there is a term for that in real life, fusion, even though Star is Wars it? is real life. Not fusion? No, 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 I, I forgot what it was called. Something, okay. uh, I'll think of it, I'll okay, think of it. Yeah. And then Arla joins Death Watch, and then um, she becomes an assassin, mm -hmm. and then she gets arrested for shooting, for a shooting 10 years bef uh, before the end of the Clone Wars. She is put in a mental, mental institution on Coruscant. She is set free many years later by a Jedi turned Mandalore, and his name is Barden Jusk, Jusik, Jusilk. I'm mm -hmm. like, gosh, then some of these names. These names, yeah. Somebody... <laughs> they flee Coruscant <laughs> following Order 66. Jusilk um, offers to use the Force to wipe the mem to wipe her memory of all the traumatic events in her in exchange for intel on death watch mm -hmm. so they end up they do in clone wars they do have a run in with death watch because you've seen clone wars right yeah, absolutely. and when when duchess satine is running uh, mandalore they're more of a subdued group of people yeah. even though they consider themselves the true mandalores and the mandalorians it is the death watch that doesn't consider that, mm -hmm. and they and what happens to them is really interesting too. And if you want to see like the what we were talking about earlier, all the Star Wars fans that were the fans who were just getting into Star Wars who listen to the show, if you want to learn about the Mandalorian, just like a like basically like a two part series where you see Dutch Satine and what she goes through with her people, and then you get to see how to see, actually see the Mandalorians how they how they how they are amongst each other at their camp, right. As a, as a separated faction of what... Right. I believe that's believe, Death Watch. Yeah, that's Death... Exactly, that's Death Watch. Yeah, yeah. So and how they... Check those episodes out yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, you see... I, I think they did Clone Wars in order to fill the gaps yes. of, of what people were like, okay, what is Django all about? And in they read the comics, but they still wanted more. So they got more with the with the Clone Wars. And I yeah. think Clone Wars really... I mean, they spread it out like peanut butter and jelly, man. They... <laughs> <laughs> they they made sure we knew these different stories. Absolutely. Yeah, and what's crazy is uh, Obi Wan ends up falling for Duchess Satine, who yeah. is a Mandalorian, and then he ends up fighting with Jango Fett, and yeah. you know what I mean. They have a an, he's entangled with a lot of people. Yeah. He and he ends up getting entangled with Darth Maul, who is part who becomes who becomes linked with Death Watch. Mm -hmm. So it's a vicious, awful circle. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it doesn't get any more vicious than that. No, me, no. And, you know, I was wondering, I, I, I told you a little while ago, I, I was like, how in the world did they choose Django Fett for this template? What in the world were, what were the specifics what that... What made him qualify? Right, to, right. To, to be, and yeah. what, made, what gave him this honor? 
And then it says, 10 years before um, Clone Wars, Jango Fett agrees to serve as the genetic template for Clone Wars, for the Grand Army. Fett killed many Jedi, so, so he actually kills Count Dooku's, the, at this time it's Master Dooku's Padawan. He's able to defeat him. And he's doing it with just, a, just his blaster. Yeah. He's not using any kind of force. He's not using any kind of uh, sabers. He's not using anything like that. Mm-hmm. He's able to defeat them. And he's killed quite a few um, Jedi and to the point where he is developing a um, reputation. Yeah, yeah. For being a very good hitman. Yeah, yeah. So that's why he got put into this role. So when Dooku falls... He knows the man. He knows the man he wants for the Grand Army to be built after. So I thought that was kind of cool. He offered him a large sum of money. What Fett wanted was a. He wanted a clone of himself unaltered. And did you know that uh, that Boba Fett is the very first clone that they actually made? Oh yeah. I did not know that. First successful. First successful. Yeah, when they first did it. I I think that the. The Keminoians, they, I said that right this no, time. <laughs> <laughs> the Keminoians, I think of David and I think of how he says it. And he's like, you're saying it wrong. You're saying it wrong. <laughs> Thanks, David. <laughs> yes, thank you, David. But he, you know, the Keminoians, they were very good at what they did. Yeah. They were very good at creating armies. We don't know what other army they created, but they were very good at that. So he... He knew that when he asked for this specific thing, he was going to get it. And he, yeah. he actually raised him from a baby on. Mm-hmm. So that's, and I thought that was kind of cool that Count Dooku actually remembered, you know, Jango Fett and thought, okay, when I fall, when he falls to the dark side, that's when he wanted that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. when he wanted it. Now it kind of contradicts, or maybe it doesn't, um, when, because I don't know what the time frame is between, um, between the the Phantom Menace and um, oh, it could be ten years. Could it be the from, ten, yeah, I think Phantom it Menace is. To what? Phantom Menace to the uh, Attack of the Clones. I believe it is ten years. Oh, like a ten year period. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. once once um, Qui Gon Jinn, yeah, he's seven when, ten, something like that. Yeah, yeah. One, once he's killed, that's when Count Dooku falls to the dark side. Yeah, because I think he kind of gives up on the Jedi. And they create, this is right when they start to decide to create the army. Because he doesn't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Or he sends the other Jedi in to do it. But we don't even know if that Jedi w- had fallen. That's true. That's true. That, now did she say that? Yeah. Now, what was really interesting is Fett enlisted three Mandalorians to help with the training program for the clones. I did not know that. And is that just because, like how we said, they're like the Spartan type, just highly skilled, yes. no better. Who else would you rather have them train against? Okay. Yeah. and didn't Ma- know that either. I didn't know it either. And then Mark was telling me, yeah, I read it in a book. I'm like, okay, we need you on the show. Because yeah. <laughs> you've read, you've read uh, 80 books, upward of 80 books, and so you should know. But he said that they, they actually had a group mm-hmm. of guys that were going to be exterminated because they were way too smart. And so one of the Mandalorians took the guys on special missions yeah. to teach them. So you you have a specific you have a specific group of guys that were like highly skilled. 
and I imagine that I imagine that in in the with the clones you did get some that didn't meet the didn't meet the expectations, yeah. so they ended up the st yeah the standard and expectations. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. the they were the um, <laughs> janitors of, <Yeah. laughs> of, of the, for the Kaminoans. They were the janitors. So I I thought that was really kind of cool that they had enlisted because you see their training program mm -hmm. in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, and th this was made by three Mandalorians. Yeah. So these guys, the the clones were actually pretty much true Mandalorians. Mandalorians yeah. Yeah. Even though Jango Fett wasn't a Man true Mandalorian, yeah. but the training kind of so you're basically up to your training is basically what a Mandalorian training exercise would be. So you're you're up there as far as training. Oh yeah. Goes. You, yeah. You're, and they sent these guys on some of the guys on special missions, but they also because that means they were loose before even even uh, Obi Wan gets there because yeah. they see him marching and everything else, but there's a there's a arc crew arc troops that are out there mm -hmm. doing stuff. Yeah, but they have to hurry because they'll have yeah, they they only have a specific <laughs> amount they got of time. time. Yeah, they're on, <laughs> they're on the clock for sure. Because I think they only lived uh, to twenty years, maybe. They didn't live that long. They didn't live that long. No, they they might have made it to fifteen. So that's less than twenty. Yeah, they might have made it to like. 15 because remember they were 10 years old some of them were 10 years old when they oh, yeah, released right. the army yeah. in attack of the clones that's right because Django Boba Fett is 10 years old when his father's killed yeah and he's already ready oh yeah and you know why he's ready because prior to prior to them finding all of them on on, on Camino, Camino. <laughs> He was already going on missions with his dad. Mm -hmm. So his dad was training him. Yeah, he was training him, him as he went on. Yeah. God, he could have been two years old and yeah, his dad he was, was, he, was showing, he was showing the kids up, especially one kid in particular. He was showing, he was showing him up. Yeah, and, but he was aging at a normal rate. Right, yeah. So he was two years old and he was teaching him and, and his, he was taking him out on missions so that when he was 10 years old, he could, you know, he can fly the ship, you remember? Yeah. Because he, he tells yeah, him to start he, the he ship. Should, exactly. So he already had a lot of training, and he yeah. could have been training with those kids. Yeah, he could have been training. <laughs> with himself. With himself. <laughs> and many mm -hmm. of himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Yes. It's crazy. Now, I don't think they all, that they, we know for sure they all didn't think the same. No. They, they, they all definitely thought, they, they each, each one of them thought differently from each other, but, which is also pretty cool, but also what leads to catastrophic. Yes. Because they had a chip in their head, but yeah. <laughs> but you notice they had a brotherhood, mm -hmm. and where did that come from? The Mandalorians. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool. That, that couldn't be helped. No, I think that was just bred in them. It because bred it was, in them, yeah. yeah, it was a clone. I don't know how people cloned like. How would you clone like? I know there's a um, a sheep that's cloned. Mm-hmm. One, I thought that sh I thought the sheep was sterile, and I thought that that I find it strange that. The the clones were not sterile. Yeah. Because it's obvious they were fathering kids. Yeah. So your question is, how do you? I I was wondering if they. I find it amazing that they did. They put a chip in their head to make sure they followed Order sixty yeah. six, mm -hmm. but they didn't make sure they were sterile, so they couldn't have kids. kids. Offspring. Yeah. Hmm. I thought that was kind of weird. Okay, so you got some more for me? Because I'm just chattering. No, you're no, and you're fine. My my thing with with the Mandalorians was just 
well, like I said, it's crazy how you relate to the Spartans because I never would have. That that was the last thing that came to my mind. I love the but Spartans. The thing, well, the, other than under, <laughs> other than the Mandalorian armor and combat, it was just intriguing because a lot of anything that has to do with like a brotherhood or a, a unit always related to like what I have going on over here, and um, the the no the no nonsense the, the 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 code of ethics the code of arms even if you yeah. if you say that's the most intriguing thing to me about the Mandalorian is yeah. how is how they moved and and how there is a unit in brotherhoods throughout Star Wars if you think about it, even a sisterhood with the witches a brotherhood with the Jedi even the Empire even has their own kind of brotherhood right. but how different the Mandalorian brotherhood is just because Jedi they expect a lot out of other Jedi's in the sense of like you know our rules, you know what we don't like, and you know what we you know you know Empire as well, you know right. traitor, all for the Empire, but with the Mandalorians it's a little different because to me it's even much so a little more harsher, a little more harsh because it's so tight, but within all that tightness and and you know everything like that, they still don't really fully. I feel like they trust each other fully. Like they feel like they're gonna, they'll be sabotaged by one of their own at kind of any moment. Right, I mean? right. And, and you just, did, you did see that even yeah, in clones with yeah, the clones. They, yeah. they kind of there were groups and factions that would kind of not get along with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's how. But they were loyal. But they were loyal, and that's how that's how like you know we just spoke about Death Watch. That's kind of how Death Watch was kind of formed, just because. Death Watch was like the the radicals, like kind of the radicals out of the uh, out of the Mandalorians who didn't like the way how their planet or, or how their government ran things. They felt right. like the government was a little too soft, and they needed to take it back to the true Mandalorian fashion of no prisoner, no hold bars, hunter speed. Oh, and they miles. were willing to do. And it. they were willing, and they were willing to do any any and anything for it, even compromise their own planet or their own government right. to do so. And their own people. And and to not be forced users at that. Yeah. Just highly skilled, highly trained, highly tactical, just just knowledgeable. That's that that was my whole thing about with the Mandalorians was like that's 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 so impressive. Yeah. Very, very impressive. And yet like a little bit disappointing too because like how I said about Bo, he could have done a lot more. The the Mandalorians could have done not not the Mandalorians could have done a lot more, but you gotta think like Death Watch could have done a lot more. What they oh could yeah, have done, you know what I mean. But I think they do. I I honestly think that they do because um, Death Watch um, was that splinter group that opposed the pacifist government of the Mandal the Mandalores led by Duchess Satina. I wonder if she if they considered her Mandalore. Is he gonna lose his shoes? <laughs> Chris has got. Uh, Palpatine again. Palpatine. He may lose his shoes again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> After failed attempts to take over Mandalore, the group became part of Darth Maul's Shadow yeah. Collective, which successfully took control of the planet yes. during the war. And they end up killing, killing Duchess Satine. In the most brutal way. Yes. And they did it in front of Obi Wan, oh, which yeah. just tore me apart. I'm oh, telling man. you, man. That was that was insane. That's what I'm saying. Everyone I just cried. Watched, just watch those two episodes. I believe it's just two episodes. Yeah, it could. Well, it could be was two it? or three. Three could be three. Yeah, two yeah, or three. Could be three. Yeah. Yeah, but it actually ends up being Darth Maul and his brother who end up killing Duchess Satine because Darth Maul got cut in half by Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan seems to be entangled in a lot, a lot of, of nasty cut, stuff. And a lot of cutting of halves. Yeah. 
hands. Yeah, bodies, waist, all, yeah, all kinds take, of stuff. Yeah. But he seems to be entangled in a lot of this, you know, and and he's he's got a part in it. And even, you know, Boba Fett and Jango Fett have got a real serious part in this. Mm-hmm. Even though those guys, well, I, it seems to me that mm-hmm. in, um, in Attack of the Clones and in Revenge of the Sith, you see a, well, no, it's mostly Attack of the Clones where you see Jango Fett. Yeah. But the comics, I was reading, uh, like, the cliff notes of the comics, and it just was really intense. Whoever has read those comics... Know everything about it. Oh man, I, mean, I, I think it, I gotta take a look at those. Yeah, because yeah. I thought it was really cool, and it is the Django Fett and Bobo Fett kind of comics that mm-hmm. you know that are really in depth of what these two guys were. Yeah. Even though they were the technically the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were father and son, but they oddly were technically the, the same, same guy. The same person. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's so crazy to think about. Yeah, and he thought the same. As his dad, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe his dad wanted him to think like that. That's why he trained still, him as yeah. a child and still instilled those, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree that he had a, he wanted because you got to some fathers do that with their sons who just play sports. Like it, it could be a dad who played football his whole life and raises his son, breeds him in a way that he becomes a successful. Like you're, you're gonna do what I did, but even better. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. But that, sometimes that can backfire. Big time. Yeah, yeah, some kids, they decide they do not want to be part of any of that, you know. So I, I just think it's it's really interesting, you know, especially the the loyalty, the warriors, the, um, the way the Mandalorians looked at things. Mm-hmm. They wanted it their way, and they were willing to do whatever it takes to get it. To get it, absolutely. Yeah, and they wanted it to stay true. True, yeah. They, they definitely, they're... they're and I and I understand as far as being a uh, being a person of like growing up with like a culture. You know, we all have a culture, and you know you can't help but to know like you can't help but to to do your own research as far as your ancestors and things like that. And the Mandalorians, they seem like they they're so proud of their ancestry that you know there's other there's there's Mandalorians out there who are so proud of their ancestry that they want it to be like back then you know right you they wanted to stay true you have people in, in america who feel the same way about their forefathers who wanted to be just how it was back then so i like i just like how it all ties in together right. with the real with the reality and it being also the star wars being fictitious as well that the Mandalorians, they're so in, they're so intact and, and involved with their past you know how mandalore became of mandalore that they want things to just be like that. You know, and crazy as it sounds, mm-hmm. crazy as it sounds, you know, we're talking about the Mandalores and the Templars. I believe that the Templars are still around today. Absolutely. I believe they are. I believe they came to America mm-hmm. and they, they had, you know, had said, you know what, this is where we're going to make everything happen. Yeah. So they they went from Europe because they were chased out yeah. in, by the... Um, by the Catholic, uh, Catholic yeah. Church, mm-hmm. and they ended up going to. I mean, I've seen a lot of History Channel. So yeah, no, it's that's just where I'm a lot of modern marvels. Yes, <laughs> I'm seeing this on on History Channel, and they. It seemed to me that they had gone all mm-hmm. the way to Ireland, and they went that direction, and then ended up getting on ships and going to the New World, and kind of establishing, because as strange as it sounds, Christopher Columbus could possibly be a Templar. 
I'm sorry, I was distracted by that. That by Chris? Thinking. He's holding yeah. he's holding the palpies. Yeah. Um that that uh Christopher Columbus, they say, from watching the History Channel, he was actually a Templar. Yeah. So he was maybe possibly sent there, already knew that this was going to be where the t where they were going to go. Where they were going to go. Or they could have already been in America. Yeah. We don't know. We don't. They're, they're really mysterious anyway. No, no. They didn't, they weren't going to tell anybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the Mandalorians. Yeah, and, yeah. Much and plus, like and the Templars them. Were, they're, they're, I mean, they're tied, they're tied to whatever secret society that people right. have in their brain, whatever notion it is. They're tied to it, too. So they're just a mysterious bunch. Yes. And it, the same thing with the Mandalores. Because if you look at Boba Fett's costume, you know, because I'm looking at it right now, he had all kinds of gadgets. He had jet packs. He had uh, rocket darts. He had um, fiber cords, gra uh, a grappling device, a miniature flamethrower. Mm -hmm. Who carries that around? <laughs> Him? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, he, um, his helmet featured a micro binocular view plate monitoring uh, a motion sound sensor. Uh, in uh, He had a targeting and inner uh, inner com link and his ship he had all kinds of bells and whistles yeah. and it says he wore a braid of wookies of a scalped wookie on oh, his man. right shoulder gosh i can't believe that that's the part that i know and if you know what i have friends that have that armor and they've and now i know what it is i'm like oh no oh no but he get off he gets offered a large sum of money like his father mm -hmm. to to go and get he got it from java the hut to go and get Han Solo. Yeah. Oh no, he, who? It was who offered the money. Who offered the? For the, wait, wait, wait for Han Solo. Who offered the money? Yeah, for, the bounty to, to give to to uh, Bubba. Wasn't it uh, that dude uh, with the scars on his face? Was it? No, it wasn't. Uh, what was his name? Raven or something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to think, but it was uh, Jango Fett who put the bounty on his head, right? Mm -hmm. it, I mean, I'm sorry, it was uh, Jabba the Hutt, Jabba the Hutt, Hutt who put the bounty on his head. head. Yeah. Yes, because remember they're on the, the ship. The enormous bounty. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. they had a big, they had a big bounty, but they were also on the um, on the ship with Darth Vader, weren't they? Mm -hmm. I don't think Darth Vader. But Darth Vader wanted Luke. Yeah, he didn't want. Han. Jabba, Jabba, Jabba wanted Han. Right, right. And then yeah. he was actually double dipping then. Who, Jabba? No. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Bobo Fett. Bobo Fett. He was yeah. double dipping because yeah. he was going to get Luke for uh, Darth Vader. Darth Vader. And, and he then was, was going to take um, Han Solo. For Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, so double dipping. The ultimate task. Yes. He, I, he to, was up for the task. Yeah, he was he up got, for it, though, yeah. Because he did it. <laughs> <laughs> he was up for the task. Yeah, so he, yeah, it says here that he uh, he had agreed with Darth Vader to get, to hunt him down. Mm -hmm. So he actually is able, I mean, that's how skilled he was. He was able to get pretty much put him in the same place because mm -hmm. they were in, they were in Cloud City. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's just really, the, well, I know we're talking about Boba Fett a lot. Can't help it. But, the, just the the the, Mandal just the Mandalorian people like are gonna really make me dive into the book and probably finish it really really fast. I want to know um, what happens to them. I'm gonna look into it too. What happens to all of the rest of the Mandalorians mm. after? The after. Yeah, after that. they join the Shadow Collective. 
-hmm. because I don't know what happens to them. I mean, I'm not. Do they get dispersed on different missions or? They may have. I mean, <coughs> and, and does Mandalore still exist in the New Republic? Mm. You know, you don't see anything like that. Yeah. So do they do they still exist in in the New Order time, or did mm -hmm. that get blasted did that get out? Blasted out. I'm gonna have uh, to look into that because that I don't know. Scattered around like Jedi. Yeah, we we don't know the answer to that. Well, at during the time of the Last Jedi, there's only Luke and Leia. Mm -hmm. But there there are some of those kids, but they exactly. don't they don't have the, a Jedi. They don't have a school or a right or a place of where Jedi yeah are right yeah. right. They just have they have the Force, but they don't really understand it. it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I, I'm gonna have to definitely look into. I didn't even think about that to look into. You know what? What happened to the Mandalorians? Mm -hmm. What what happened to that tribe of, of really skilled warriors? warriors? And it makes you wonder. You know, did they? They're very skilled. So did they just go into hiding? Maybe. But I, I, prideful. I'm thinking prideful people, warriors, intelligent, prepared. Always. I think. I think you kind of just. I think you kind of make your living just being a hitman or a bounty hunter. You're just. You're just around. You're never standing still. Those the people like that don't stay in one spot. Because right. You just blow your cover. You're just, you know, you all the, all that you work for, all the money you've accumulated doing these hits, or doing these jobs, it's not safe to stay still. So you're just bouncing around. So it's it's a. I'm assuming it's a life of just on the run, hiding the next job, the next quick target, and then get your money and just go on. Go about, on. Because yeah. during the time of. Return of the Jedi, when when Boba Fett supposedly gets killed, is mm -hmm. he the last Mandalorian? You know, is he the last guy? That's That would be something I'd want to know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This and many facts we're going to look up. <laughs> <laughs> but a really good episode, just because the Mandalorians are, since they're not Force users, but how we speak about them, you would think so. Yeah. But they're just highly skilled, and, they're, and, and just, they just know what they're doing as far as when it comes to combat, and I'm pretty sure other things too, not just combat, but just the way how to operate as a unit. Yeah. You know, minus I, the untrust and distrust or what I guess you want to say. Well, I'll definitely look into what happened in the Mandalorians and was was there ever a force user that was a Mandalorian? That's interesting. That's interesting too. They seem there seems to be there are force users all over the galaxy. Yeah. So they don't they don't there might have been one at least. Right, right, and yeah. I mean, there they seem to be a different species. You saw that in um, in Phantom Menace, there were different species of uh, Jedi because mm -hmm. we didn't see that prior. We only saw we only saw um, Darth Vader and Luke, mm -hmm. and then and then eventually Leia. Yeah. But we don't see any other Force users. But we do see them in Phantom Menace, and they seem to be of all different walks. So I wonder if a Mandalorian was ever a force user or were there's ever a, a one that went to train at the temple. The temple, temple, yeah. So that that would be kind That's of interesting. interesting. Yeah. So we're gonna do some fun some digging, digging and facts. <laughs> okay, so next week, what do you want to do? I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let it be your call, Aaron. Um what do I want to do for next week? Um I, I think next week I I'm, I'm, I want to dive into I know we speak about it a lot like episode eight but I kind of want to go into what you re like you know uh, really assess what it is about episode eight that you didn't like and what you're looking forward to different different um different scenarios different ways things could possibly play out what you want to see in episode nine 
Okay. Because because before you know it, episode nine will be out. That's what that's why with all the movies you really want to see, like Captain Marvel uh, trailer came out yesterday. Next thing you know, it's gonna be March. And yeah. We're gonna be seeing it. So Gosh, I, I want to say that that's can, so fast. It's, 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 it's just it's just it's crazy how it happens. So I kind of want to go into that. And also going to what I'm expecting, too, from episode nine. Yeah, yeah, and what I thought about. I mean, like I said, it, I don't want to, because a lot of fans do like it, and mm-hmm. I don't want to rain down on the parade. I just was not happy, but I will pen it down and, uh, you know, tell you what I thought. I'll watch it again, I promise, mm-hmm. <laughs> without falling asleep. I've been trying to get through Harry Potter. Oh, and okay. so <laughs> I keep falling asleep. I put it on last night after I got home from practice, and I was like asleep Cutest after beat. ten minutes. I'm mm. like, okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to do. I want to. I want to kind of dive into that because, like I said, next thing you know, episode nine will be out. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, and I mean, I want to. I and then Solo comes out. Um, Solo's already uh, released on yeah. digital. Digital, yeah. And the the movie should be out soon. I think. I, me personally, I think that it's going to do better on DVD, DVD. Yeah, I, I than agree. it did in the movie theater. I agree. Already on digital, like on PlayStation, it's like on the PlayStation Store, it's like the trending thing. Yeah, so it's, it, so it's already popular. Yeah. Because they were saying that The Last Jedi was the top selling out of the year, which I find it hard to believe, but it is the top selling video mm-hmm. uh, sold out of the Disney, out of the Disney, Disney M- yes. Yeah. And it was kind of hard because I know a lot of people really like Black Panther, they liked Infinity Wars, so I'm like, you sure? Yeah, but you know, there's, there's definitely Star Wars collectors out there too. Yeah, maybe that's they what it is. DVD, they get the DVD. Collectors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for us this week. Please um, like and subscribe on YouTube for Radio Geonosis. You can follow us on Facebook with Radio Geonosis 2.0. Mm-hmm. We're on Castbox Radio Geonosis. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. I believe we're on Twitter as well. Right. Um, I mean, we're pretty much all over. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube. We get 100 subscribers. We get our own URL. Yes, please do. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Later, guys.